So uh, let's go ahead and get started, Coach. Okay. So, so hi, welcome to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall, inviting you to see us weekly. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Android. And other uh, Facebook Live is coming school, school, soon, and Instagram Live. Just a little information on Powering You. Powering You was founded in 2015 to inspire and to light people who are on a personal journey. With that in mind, we decided to create a platform to share the stories of great athletes and the things that motivate them. When it comes to motivation, athletes have been trained to push themselves to another level. Leaders are trained to find what motivates a team and personal motivators drive individuals. Today's guest, John Johnson. John has a vast experience in business and sports from head track coach at UCLA to currently uh, CVO a Paris Music Group. You know, John, Coach uh, Johnson, I just want to thank you for being our guest today. And I just want to talk about, uh, talk a little bit about your background and go over uh, a little bit about sports and, you know, business. So if you can okay. go ahead and start talking. Um, I, I think that, you know, motivating people and organization are the keys to success in any endeavor, um, motivating people to be excited about what you're doing um, means that they work harder. Um, and then taking that hard work and organizing it so it's efficient um, is the next key to success. Um, I run RevGrad, um, which is a college admissions company as well. And all of those things come in handy as it pertains to motivation, organization. And, you know, those are the things that I've worked hard at. You know, of course, you know, you work hard at, at, at contacts and meeting people that, you know, um, can assist you or you can assist them and, so on. Um, but definitely motivation and organization have been the reason that I was successful. And, you know, you kind of kind of go back to, you know, your coaching experience from UCLA to to where you are right now in mm-hmm. uh, in the music group, uh, the transition and, you know, but first, let's just start off with head, uh, your, your your track coaching uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I started coaching when I was 15 years old. I took a team that had last won a game um, that I had played in. I was already in high school by this time. The last time they had won a game I had played in. And I said, you know, this isn't going to continue. So at 15 years old, I went to the rectory at the Catholic school that I had been at. And I said, I want to coach this team and I want to get this team back to where it was when I played here. And for some strange reason, they said yes. <laughs> um. 
And um, but they said I had to have a parent oversee and you know the, the whole nine. Um, and then I started doing what I do best was recruiting. There should not have been a kid in that neighborhood that wanted to play ball that should not have been on that team. So I went house to house at 15 years old, sat down with parents, told them that I would take care of their kids and build the team. Um, and we were 11-1. and one. Unfortunately, um, we lost the city championship game. And But I proved my point that motivation and organization, um, you know, were the key things. Now, keep in mind, I'm playing my own football career. I'm at I'm at one of the best Catholic high schools in the state, playing my own career and coaching um, a, a junior high team. And um, so, you know, how was it like coaching at UCLA during that time? Well, coaching at UCLA and coaching at USC and coaching at Long Beach State, those are the three um, schools that I coached at Division One. were all very different. Um, coaching at Long Beach State, we had um, a shortage of resources. That was our, our, our biggest problem. Money. Let's just call it what it is. Um, and so that made things difficult. Um, when I got to USC, we didn't have a, a ton of money, but we had enough. That allowed me to go out and recruit athletes from all over the world. And um, obviously, we won a national championship. We won nine Pac-12 championships. We had 55 Olympians. Um, we had um, 10 either Olympic or world champions. So, you know, I had just enough money to get it done. And the key part of it was my ability to navigate um, the admissions process. And I can't stress that any harder uh, because... If you can't get the kid in school, he's not running for you. And that's the key. So um, there are many, many, many things that you have to do to get the kid not only eligible, but also um, prepared for the academic environment that they're going to go into. Okay. And, and so you, obviously you have a company that kind of does that. Uh, you've taken it on to a different step. Uh, again, enlighten us on the name of the company and what have you been doing in the past with that? Uh, uh, you know, bringing on division one players. Yes. I mean, I, I believe that I was a good coach but that I was a far better admissions director. 
I got kids in the school that people said I could never get in school. I had kids going to day school, night school, um, junior college, um, all at the same time to get them eligible. To get them eligible for... Uh... For, and for division one division yes. one yes and um, and and on top of that test prep and so let's talk about COVID 19 in sports how has that affected your business uh which one um, COVID 19 the, the the disease it has this disease effectively it, it it really has put almost a halt on it um because um, when a parent calls me and says, I need your help, my kid has a 2.2 GPA, right? That doesn't make me afraid at all because I'm going to do all the research I can and find out a way to get that GPA up. We're going to talk about test prep. We're going to do so on and so forth. But when that parent no longer has a job, they can't pay me to do that amount of research that I have to do in order to get that kid into school. Yeah, and it, it, it's been a disaster, to be perfectly honest. So have you come up with a plan of action? I mean, on your thoughts on what are you going to do next, on um, what's going to make you, I mean, what you're going to do different to kind of, I mean, we all trying to come up with different ways from Zoom calls to, I mean, information because we can't, that's the only way we can reach out. Mm-hmm. Have you come up with a different way to try to figure a way to reach out to these, to help these kids that obviously need help, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's tough when... You have schools that say they don't know if they're going to be open in the fall. Okay, so if Harvard decides they're not going to be open in the fall and Stanford says they're not going to be open in the fall, there's going to be a major collapse um, in, in the university world. That could happen. And, and, and who knows? I mean, obviously, we want to get a vaccine and we want to keep everybody healthy. Um, but it makes it so that, you know, my 10 categories of students, um, that I work with, are there even going to be schools for them to go to there? They can't take the SAT. They can't take the ACT. Right. They can't go to Princeton Review. They can't go to Sylvan. They can't even go to their community test prep um, situations because they can't be in groups. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's um, it's been a challenge. Obviously, it's something that I think about night and day. And, um, you know... Um, when you have clients that say we want to do this, but my wife just lost her job, 
um, and now we can't afford it. What are you going to say to that? You just basically, you just, you just lost. Is that my correct? Yeah, until you know things get back somewhere to normal, and and um, you know, um, it, it 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 just makes it a situation where all you can be is understanding. You know, you 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 understand their situation because what happens is, is that their in their situation is your your situation too. So if they can't pay me. And they're having a hard time paying their bills. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> hard time paying your bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as, you know, the 28 years of doing this, I'm ready to go. But uh, biology took over. The biology took over? Yeah. I mean, you know, the virus took over. Right. And it pretty much uh has totally changed the industry. Yes. Am I you know, correct? My, my 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 personal coaching business is dead. Um I had uh my studio was booked um for months straight. Um those producers and artists won't come anywhere near California. Um, so, you know, it's like a domino effect. Dang. And so, you know, kind of going back to, um, you know, right now, what advice do you have for potential student athletes in regards to what they going through in recruiting since, I mean, the situation is going on right now. Yeah. I mean, recruiting hasn't stopped because obviously we have telephones and computers. So the recruiting part of it is, um, you know, that, that hasn't changed at all. The question is recruit for what? Are you going to play this year? Who knows? What if you're wow. a high school senior and they have to cancel the season? And it doesn't matter what sport. It could be football. It could be basketball. It could be lacrosse. It, it doesn't matter to me um, because, you know, I, I've dealt with kids in pretty much every sport there is. You know, if, if the school district says we're not playing this year, then then you just basically, I mean, you're out of, I don't know what you could say. Yeah. What? Here's the other one. So pretty much everyone in the United States missed their last semester of their senior year, right? Right. Um, a lot of them probably already had enough credit to graduate, so they'll get their diplomas. Um, but a lot didn't. And so they missed prom, they missed graduation, you know, they missed the whole boat. The whole track season was canceled, indoor and out, so they didn't get to run. Um, you know, it, it's um, it, it's something that we've never seen before. I mean, I wasn't around in 1917, 
but um, it's just it's just a really tough situation trying to put it together. Um, the NC2A is talking about giving an extra year of eligibility, which I think would be smart. Um, you know, um, because those kids didn't get to run this year. And so they lost the full year of running. The Olympics is canceled. Um, you know, so there's a myriad of problems as it pertains to the things that I do, which is academic sports and music, right? Um, you know, it, it, people are recording individually in their own homes and then sending it to mixers like myself. I'm a mixing and mastering engineer. Um, oh, okay. To put the songs together, right? But those songs will not sound as good as they would have if I had all three or four people in the room at the same time. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so it's like the easiest way to look at it is that you have a a singer, a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist, and they're playing on Zoom. That's not going to sound the same as in my $400,000 studio. Right. So, um, you know, it's a force of nature. um, And it's something we've never seen before. And the smartest minds in the world, you know, are working on it. Um, I do not like being locked up in my home, um, except for my trip to the supermarket. Um, I can talk the game and tell people what I do and the success rates that I've had. Um, but they don't have any money to pay for it. Right. And, um, and, and on your music, kind of elaborate on the, the, uh, para music group. So you do mixing. Is that correct? Is that one of the, something that you kind of picked up a while? Is that something you've been doing for a long time? I've been mixing and mastering and producing for a long time, but that's not my role at Parrot Music Group. I'm the CBO of Parrot Music Group. Okay. So um, I answer to the CEO um, on the vision um, uh, for each project. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so you pretty much kind of, um, and do you, with the Parrot Music Group, do you kind of, in regards to you working with students and, and student athletes, have you been able to parallel that together with some of your kids? Um, I have some kids, uh, student athletes, former student athletes of mine it, it, that are musically talented. Um, they haven't gotten to the point where I could get them on board with para. I have a couple that are getting close though. And, um, you know, because the music business is all about numbers. And so, um, you know, your fan base is everything. Um, and I'm working with them to get the fan base up 
And and slowly but surely they are. The hope is is if they get their fan base up high enough before they get too old to be viable. Right. Music is a young person's business. Um and you know, that's a reality. And Para is a global company. Um, so you know, we're looking all over the world, not just America. We're not trying to fight Sony and Warner and so on um, on a head-to-head basis. Um, we're a global company. And um, dealing with social media and sports, and I, you mm-hmm. kind of how do you deal with your players in regards to social media? And also, I kind of throw in how do you deal with it with your artists? Well, what you try to do is 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 stay in touch. Um, people make plans further out. I think the next planned recording session I have is in June. You know what I mean? Okay. Where those people would have been here yesterday. So, you know, people are hoping that, you know, we get this under control. So they're planning further out. And and also with the athletes, how did you deal with it on social media when you were with student athletes? With student athletes on social media, um, depends on which category of student athletes you're saying. If you're talking about the ones that are because I have a, 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 a few different groups. I coach the Marine Wounded Warriors. Um, I coach individual athletes. And then, obviously, I advise um, student athletes on their academics. I would say that um, I would say the student athletes and the ones that are you potentially helping, helping to work out and um, trying to go to pro. So those are the ones that kind of uh, – level off yeah that 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 can be really really challenging because what they have to do is they end up having to sneak onto a high school field somewhere right and run drills and do things and 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 so on um you know and and not get caught and you know so that one is kind of the tougher one and then you know they'll FaceTime me or whatever and say you know this is what I'm doing and then you know you try to do the best you can um, with them but, but you know me being there and you know coaching is very intense and and I was always a coach that expected perfection and there was not a chance in hell that I was not going to get in your face if you didn't execute a drill perfectly, right? Well, how do you do that on FaceTime? It's kind of hard. <laughs> Am I right? So, therefore, we're not getting the level of performance um, that we could have gotten otherwise. And um, and so, you know, kind of going back through your, your whole career, uh, from what, what all you're doing right now, I mean, is there a special moment, a special kid time that you feel like 
you really, you know, a kid went above and beyond or somebody who you feel like basically, I mean, you just like one person out of all the people you pick, out of all the people you train, out of all the people you help, is there one person you feel that, that I mean, you can really, you say, dang, this is like, you know, Michael Jordan. I mean, and I'm not using Michael Jordan as, I'm just using him as an example. Yes. That's easy. Um, Aaron Brown is a Canadian record holder in the 100 and the 200. It was not the most talented athlete that I've ever coached, but he had his head on straight, right? And he did what I asked of him, and he's gotten the most out of his talents of any athlete that I've ever coached. And um, um, he just got married, which is nice as well. Um, and um, But now there's no Olympics. So I feel very, very, very badly for him in that regard. So he was going to the Summer Olympics this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. And his name is what? Aaron Brown. A-A-R-O-N. B R O W N. What is what is what what uh what does he run? Hundred and two hundred. And so basically, he is is I mean, and how's he coping with it? From say that again. How is he coping with it from the last time you talked to him? How's he dealing with it? I haven't spoken to him about sports. I've spoken to him obviously about getting married. Um. And I wanted him to enjoy that moment. I told him, you know, we joked around. I said, please don't tell me that you're going to go on a honeymoon. And he, he laughed. He goes, coach, of course not. I'm going on a honeymoon after the Olympics. And yeah. I said, all right. So I sent him 50 bucks uh, on his whatever page. And, um, you know, the, the forest honeymoon. And um, then all this hit. Then all the Corona stuff hit, and now what? Yeah, and that's a. I mean, you know, we there's a lot of players like that who just like, you know, NFL players or who didn't get drafted, and I mean, it's just baseball players who not getting paid. I mean, and uh, you know, and then you have the high school kids who not basically especially the ones that's going into their 12th grade year and and they mm-hmm. really needed this year to shine they mm-hmm. really needed this mm-hmm. year and it's like especially in track and right. baseball because they're spring sports right and it's like they don't even know what to do it's just dumbfound i mean and it's it's trying to come up with a plan of action for them i mean you know because yeah i mean i i um you know, it's something that I think about quite a bit. I, I, I don't believe that I've come up, at least in my mind, with a solution. Um, you know, the ones that were great their 11th grade year are fine. Right. Right? But some people blow up their 12th grade year. Right. Right? And um happened to me all the time when I was a coach. Um, you know, I'd have my whole recruiting class signed, and then I'd go to the state meet in June. And there'd be two kids I knew nothing about right. who just, wow, 
You know, right? I mean, it, and you know, what are those kids going to do? You know, and because um, I would, you know, because I, I would have given them a full scholarship, right? So, um, like I said, nature, biology, you know, is kicking our ass right now, and um, you know, and 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 the greatest minds in the world can't figure it out, so. You know, please don't expect me to. Right. You know. Right. You're right. Um, I I wanted nothing more than to you know see Aaron run in the Olympics and 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 you know his best friend I recruited as well and and um, Andre de Grasse is great runner and um you know um they just they can't. They, they can't. I mean, they can't run. Right. So, um, I haven't spoken to Aaron about athletics at all because I thought that, um, you know, him getting married was a far more important subject. Um, and more importantly, um, I mean, I will, but, um, life and sports are two different things, right? All right. My my father is an NFL Hall of Famer. I am a Hall of Famer. So those are things that we created on the field or the track, right? That did ha- that had nothing to do with life. You know what I mean? That had nothing to do with cooking dinner at night. That had nothing to do with did you brush your teeth? That had nothing to do with um, did you take out the trash? Did you mow the lawn? You know right. what I mean? Um, being a Hall of Famer, I, 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 I'm still waiting, but no one has sent me a check for that. Well, right? You're right. <laughs> I don't think one is coming. <laughs> you're right. They gave, me, they gave me a nice plaque. You know what I mean? You're right. So, um, so that's why I focus with Aaron on life and, um, you know, taking care of his wife and his family and things of that nature. We haven't spoken about track at all, other than me telling him that he is not to go on a honeymoon right now. He needs to be training, but that was before the virus hit, right? Oh, Okay. Yeah, that was before the virus hit. Well, uh, Coach Johnson, you know, that's all for today. I'm Daryl I'm Daryl okay. DeVall, your host. Thanks for listening to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast. Powered by Powering You. Take care and come back next week. It was a pleasure talking to you, Coach Johnson, and sharing these minutes with our sponsors. Again, you know, I want to say thank you for coming in, talking to us, kind of sharing your experience, your thoughts, what you've been doing in the past, and what we're looking forward in the future. Have a good day, man. I appreciate that. Is there a um, place that I will be able to um, uh, have a copy? Yes, of this? I will give you a copy tomorrow. Now, since you just said that, I got to. Re- I'm gonna edit that end part that I just said. So <laughs> you just. So I just gotta edit it, and then I'm gonna send it to you. But I'm getting ready. I'm gonna call you real quick after I get off this phone call. 
and just let you know what I, how I'm going to do it. All right. Okay. 